Hi, this is Ned Siegfried from Siegfried & Jensen. As proud sponsors of BeliefCast, we hope you are inspired by Todd's weekly podcasts, which contain so many courageous stories of recovery and personal growth. Remember, it's not what happened in the past that matters, it's what happens in the future. We invite you all to work hard and be optimistic about your future. Enjoy today's podcast. Welcome back, everybody. This is Todd Sylvester with the Todd Inspires Belief Cast. Thank you once again for tuning in and for, again, supporting me and believing in me in this great cause. We are doing such great things, and it's because of you and these amazing guests that I bring on. It's just, I am the one who's spoiled here because I get to sit with amazing people face-to-face mm-hmm. and hear their stories and, and, and hear, you know, not only the things they've struggled with, but how they've triumphed and moved forward and, and now give back. So today's going to be no different. Uh, but before we get to our guest, uh, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, uh, Maury Nutrition. Thank you for uh, being the official drink of the Belief Cast, if you will. They have a calm drink. It's to help with anxiety. Um, Siegfried and Jensen. Wasatch Recovery and Thread Wallets. And then the music you heard at the beginning and at the end of the podcast is by my good friend Paul Cardall, award-winning pianist. He's amazing. And I love you, Paul. Thank you for letting us use your beautiful music. So today we are joined with Tracy Peterson. Tracy, thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. This We're in good. for a treat today. We really are. I I'm sure s- hope. Yeah. No, I'm sure it's <laughs> going to be fantastic. Uh, we we were connected by a mutual friend, uh, Lindy Davis, and give a shout out to her. She saved my life, and uh, I don't say that lightly. I get choked up when I even think about it, but uh, she has connected me with some amazing people, and this is going to be no different today. So thank you, Tracy, for taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us. My pleasure. So a little background on Tracy. Uh, she's an international speaker. She's a highly sought-after trainer, board-certified family nurse practitioner, She's the founder and CEO of Elevate Wellness and Aesthetics, co-founder of Butterfly Campaign, and the number one top team builder in 50 countries of Amare for outstanding leadership and long-term retention. We were talking before we got on air about uh, this new thing you're doing, a mother-daughter event project. Yes. Is that a way you would say that? Yeah, it's a mother-daughter movement. Movement. I knew there was a word for it, so thank you. And I can't wait to hear more about that. And again, you're 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 a wife, you're a mother, you're you're really into fitness. You're a woman of faith. You've got so much going for you. You're very passionate about what you do. And again, we're just we're so blessed to have you here today. Uh, I'm so excited to be here, and I'm glad that you started off with tears because <laughs> you're you're like opening the door yeah. for for the for the for the tear factory to start. Yes, so, yeah. well, a lot of tears come uh, flowing on this podcast, yeah. which is beautiful because I love the vulnerability. I love being able to connect with people in that way, and yeah. so. But yeah, we're 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 glad to have you, and I think where I'd like to start, Tracy, is why don't we start? Where did you grow up? Tell yeah. us a little bit about your childhood and and what yeah. your family was like. Yeah. So I grew up here um, locally. So I grew up in Holiday. Okay. And there are five kids in my family. And my family's awesome. Like I look back on my childhood and we didn't have like a lot, but we always had enough. Yeah. Does that make sense? Where it's like my parents always found a way to make it happen for us. Yeah. And it's funny because now that I'm a parent... And I look back and I know the backstory and the behind the scenes story. I'm like, dang, parents sacrifice a lot. Yeah. And our kids are just, we're totally clueless about, about (laughs) how much they sacrifice and, and you know, what they're, what they're going through. And I think some of that is actually what, what inspired me, um, to start this mother daughter movement is I think a lot of times, especially mothers, Mm I think mothers, we inadvertently project our insecurities onto our children. Right. And we're just unaware of it. You know, it's like we sacrifice and we, 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 we want to provide a good life for them. And, and we reach this certain point, And I reached this about maybe five years ago where, where I was like, what sort of legacy am I leaving in my kids, through my kids? What do I really want them to know um, and understand about who they are 
about their identity. Mm. And that's, I mean, we can get into more of the origin story behind, behind that movement, but, yeah. but I just feel super, super passionate about helping mothers understand who they are and what their identity is so that they can be the best example for their daughters. I love that. And it's a lot of pressure sometimes that I think moms put put yeah. on ourselves, you know? Yeah. But I grew up in I grew up in a great family, but I think I also grew up in a generation where um, appearances meant a lot. And so everybody kind of put up a front. Right. And because there's just life things that happen in a family, there's decisions and choices that children make or family members make that maybe there's a lot of shame around right. or, and, and we just don't talk about it. It was kind of this generation where, um, we kept it behind closed doors, you know? Right. And I don't feel like that does anybody any, any favors. I really don't. Right. And you probably see that just with a lot of people that you work with, just this kind of shroud of shame yeah. that surrounds just natural, normal family dynamics. Absolutely. You know, and shame, Shame's a big one because obviously shame, you know, if we're talking frequency and energy is at the very lowest energy level we could possibly be at. Yep. It's where we feel dark. It's where we feel like uh, ener- uh, inspiration's cut off, if yep. you will. And and I think you're right that, you know, some of the older generations, we didn't mm-hmm. talk about the heavy things in life. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like if we don't talk about it, it doesn't exist. Yeah. And we are worried, I think, more than anything, is what what's the neighbors going to think and yeah. what's my community going to think of me mm-hmm. or our family if they knew yeah. what was going on. But what's funny is the reverse is true, I think, mm-hmm. is when we get vulnerable and we talk about the struggle, yeah. people go, it's so refreshing to hear this because I'm going through this too or yeah. something really close to this. Thanks yeah. for opening up. Have yeah. you noticed that? Totally. And, and I think so much of... So much of the struggle and the comparison that especially mm-hmm. comes into play yeah. with women is we think, oh, their life is so perfect. Yeah. They look like they have it all together. And yeah. so when we do show up in a vulnerable way where we share our struggles and we share the triumphs too. Yeah. The best way that I heard it ever explained is standing on your story, not living in your story. Yeah. It's like being in a place where you can stand on it, where there's not a lot of shame around it because it's your story, right? right. And I feel, Todd, that we are uniquely positioned to help the people we used to be. Mm. We're uniquely positioned to help the people or the person that we used to be because we went through specific things, specific trials, specific hardships, and we learned a lot of lessons. And if we keep those lessons to ourselves, then it was all for naught. It was all in vain. Yeah. But instead of, you know, being this little reservoir of information, instead being a river and sharing it with as many people as possible to help people avoid the same pitfalls that you went through, Mm. to help them avoid the same shame cycles or the same struggles that you went through. You can save them time. You can save them suffering. You can save them effort. You can save them money. You can save them a whole lot of things. For sure. If we're just willing to open up and and sort of share the... That is so beautifully said. I love what you said. I I couldn't agree more. It reminds me, I had this guy on the the belief cast named Chad Foster, and Mm. later in his life, he went completely blind. Mm. Long story, we won't get into all that, but he turned his life around and he now helps people. And I asked him, why is helping others so important to you? And he goes, mm. it makes going blind worth it. Mm. And that's really what you're saying. So true. Instead of going through the hell you've been through, you know, what's the point? And the point is, I think, to step back and help someone who's going through the same thing. Yep. Right? That I feel like that's how you create significance. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and so it's it's so funny that, that we kind of start with the childhood because usually when I meet people and this is the first time that we've met, you know, I think sometimes we go through these pleasantries like, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? (laughs) I'm good. Right. You know, live in the dream. Like that's usually (laughs) what people say. And then we're on to the next person. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to start when I meet people and connect with them. I'm going to say like, what are you struggling with? Mm. Because then it's like, whoa, I wasn't expecting that. Hold on. Yeah. Like maybe this is a safe place where I can say, wow, you know what? I'm really struggling with my middle child or, mm-hmm. hey, I'm really struggling with my self-image or I'm whatever it is. And instantly you connect th- through that vulnerability. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. 
And so maybe we'll start there. Like, what did I struggle with in my childhood? Yeah, right? let's go there. Because I had, because yeah. looking back, I would say that I do, I did have a really good childhood, but also there were things that I would love to empower mothers and parents with so mm -hmm. that they can, again, hopefully not repeat the patterns of the past. Right. Right. Because I think that's generationally, generationally, sometimes what we see yeah. is if um, your mom struggled well, if you struggle with body image, most likely your mom struggled with body image yeah. and most likely her mom struggled with body image. Right. Yeah. And so I believe that that people do the best they can with the resources that they have. Exactly. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. And so I don't blame anybody. There's no malice. There's no anything towards anybody. It just is what it is. Yeah. And but I'm also inspired to provide more resources so that we don't continue to repeat patterns of the past. Right. So we don't have to relive those generational curses. We can actually break those chains, break those cycles, you know, and and develop the types of relationships and healthy relationships and right. healthy relationship with, with ourselves and healthy yeah. relationship with God. And so we can bless other people's lives. So with that, yeah. I would say like in my in my childhood, like all growing up, very I was very naturally, and I believe this is not just me. You had natural gifts, divine gifts, you know, these abilities. Yeah. And I believe everybody has these divine gifts that they're given. So very early on, very young in my, in my childhood, like even in elementary school, I had all of these opportunities for leadership. Even in like yeah. third grade, I was leading these um, these school tours and I had this principal that was so dialed in on personal development and and giving me these leadership opportunities so I was leading these superintendents of these huge schools in Texas we lived in Texas for a little bit okay and I remember having this little book marker with my notes on it and I would keep it in my hands and I would walk around <laughs> and I would have my little talking points yeah. in third grade and I remember giving my first like speech when I was running for third grade class president. And I was like, oh, I am in the zone. Like this is yeah. so what I'm supposed to do, right? So I was praised for all wow. of these leadership, uh, natural yeah. leadership abilities that I sure. had until, <laughs> until <laughs> I was about 15. And, and it was somebody that I love came to me and said, you know, um, We've been talking and we feel like uh, you're too bossy, you're too confident, mm. you're too loud, and it makes people uncomfortable. Wow. And I was like, as a 15-year-old, yeah. again, I had just like one ninth <laughs> grade class president, right? I just yeah. did the thing that I'd been celebrated for right. all through my childhood. And all of a sudden, something was wrong with it. And it made people feel uncomfortable. So at like 15, 14 or 15, I started thinking that it was my responsibility to make other people feel comfortable. Mm. So as a result, I started thinking like, well, what's wrong with these gifts? Like maybe I need to tone it down. Like let's tone it down so that yeah. we can make people feel well, more well, comfortable. Plus you're 15, you don't know how to handle that feedback. No. Right? You're like, no. okay, what? No. Yeah. Right. And to and to that person's credit, they feel like they were doing me a favor, yeah, right? Right. Because I came to them and I said, "Hey, why <laughs> why do girls have like why are girls having a hard time with me?" It's like, well, because you're too loud, you're too confident, mm, mm. you're too self assured, you're too this, too that, and so I was like, "Oh, it's my job to like internalize that, tone it way down." Yeah. And then ultimately. Through a lot of work, I discovered that I was like, maybe I'm not good enough. Like just the way that I am, yeah. using my divine gifts, it makes others uncomfortable. So I'm just going to tone it way down. I'm going to dim my light way down so that the feedback that I get externally, it, it, it feels more comfortable. Right. Right? Yeah. And so I think I started looking externally for all of my validation. Gotcha. That all of this feedback that was coming, it was all external. Instead of, I know who I am. Yeah. I know that my gifts are from God. I'm going to live in those, develop those, grow those, let those shine as bright as possible. Right. And some people are going to understand it. 
and some people aren't. And the people that understand it and celebrate it and want me to fulfill that potential, those are my people. Right. Everybody else, they can still have their opinions. Sure. But those opinions don't have to affect me. Well, and a lot of times those opinions come from someone who's feeling insecure about themselves. It's almost like your light's a little too bright for me. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. And and it's really a reflection of my insecurity. So I'm going to maybe say some things that might slow you down to yep. make me feel better because I'm insecure about me. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so then that, I mean, it, from that point on, I didn't, I really wasn't consciously aware that I was doing this until later in my adulthood. So I would say, honestly, like I went through this probably 20 year period of time Mm. where, I mean, things were fine, right? Yeah. But you kind of hit this point where you see yourself kind of repeating, repeating these patterns. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, I think if I go back, I can kind of pinpoint that that's when a lot of those those things, those belief patterns really, really started. And it's right around that time too. And that's kind of why I've dialed in for this mother-daughter movement. I work, so we do mother-daughter date nights um, with daughters ages nine to 12. Okay. And then come June, we're going to be doing um, a mother-daughter multi-day event that's going to be opened up to girls through the ages of 18 because each each stage and age kind of has their own their own unique unique needs but erickson and his psychosocial stages of development Mm -hmm. ages like um 12 to 18 is identity and confusion yeah so it's these girls they're just trying to figure out who they are right they're trying different hats on for size you know and and as a mother, we just need to help facilitate that mm, process, yeah. help yeah. them to go through it, not yeah. tell them who they are, right? but to help them go through that process. Mm. But we as mothers have to also know who we are yeah. and feel comfortable who we are, know what our divine and unique gifts are, how we're magnifying those, how we're improving those, how we're using those to bless other people's lives. And And I've said before that, I think the greatest gift that we can give our children is a mother who believes in herself and goes after her dreams. I love that. Because if we just self-sacrifice, then that's what they're going to know. We tell our kids growing up, you can be whatever you want to be. Go after your dreams. Do all of this, right? And somewhere we lose touch with what what we want and and who we are outside of our roles. It's like, who are you? outside of your role as a mother or outside of your role as a wife. Like, who are you as Tracy? Who are you as Todd? Well, you know, know, I read, I saw one of your posts and I think you were saying, you were just talking about, you're just being really vulnerable actually. And you were saying, you know, I used to cook a meal for me, cook a meal for my husband and then cook a different meal for the kids. And, and I was really conscious about making sure we eat this and do this. And I had to make sure you were good and you're good. And, and it's, and really that's great. You want to do those things and help yeah. out, but that's really not your role. Mm-mm. It's not your passion. It's not your, uh, your calling, if you will. Yeah. Right. It's not. Anyway, it was just great to see that you kind of got vulnerable in that and say, Hey, I, I realize I don't need to be so black and white yep. on, on that. Yep. Yep. And, and, and that so, and so extreme and so extreme, and so extreme. right? Because, because I think that the post that you're, that you're referring to as I was talking about how, I mean, so right around that age of 14 and 15, mm-hmm. when this happened, um, I remember going to, and again, no malice towards my mom. I know she was doing the best sure. she could yeah. with the resources that she had. And I went to her and I said, hey, mom, like I have a dance coming up. I really want to feel confident in my dress. What should I, what should I do? Mm. You know? And she said, well, I can make bigger salads like I can make bigger salads if you want to start eating more salads because that's what she did and that's what she saw her mom do that when a big event was coming up it's like how small can we be so that we can feel confident so our confidence is determined from external Mm. validation right right yeah and so what I wish she would have said in those moments or in that moment was Hey, Trace, you want to feel more confident? Let's talk more about that. Because confidence has nothing to do with how you look from the outside and everything with how you feel on the inside. Right. So let's talk. Wow. You know? Yeah. Because truly, Todd, I was 115 pounds when I asked her that question. Right. 
You're thin. And so thin, <laughs> so thin, right? So thin. <laughs> and so it's like, oh my gosh, then that opened up a 20 year struggle with disordered eating, mm. you know? And wow. which is just, it's so hard. Oh my gosh, if I could rid the world, if I could rid the world of that, like for yeah. women and their daughters to know that they are so much more than their bodies. Yeah. That yes, we need to invest in our vessels. Yes, we need to be a good steward over our bodies. For sure. Because I feel like when we are a good steward over our bodies, I do feel like we we feel more inspiration. We feel the spirit better in our lives. Right. Because our bodies are just a type of things to come, right? Exactly. It's about it's about mastering self. And but I think oftentimes we take it to the extreme. Right. Where then it becomes an obsession versus a, a progressive state it's like are we getting one percent better every day are we trying to learn are we trying to grow when it when it tips over into the into the side of obsession that's when things can get really you know really unhealthy so is this all part of what you want to do with mm-hmm. these mother and daughter movement yeah is that yes these principles you want to teach and yes and help so, them mm-hmm. solidify those exactly so really this whole idea got started Um, I mean, and my background is as a nurse practitioner. So I've treated tens of thousands of women over the course of my career. I've mentored tens of thousands of women in Mm -hmm. business. So I've, I've seen these patterns, right? I haven't just seen these patterns in myself, but I've seen these patterns in other women. And it all sort of came to a head. Uh, it was about a year and a half ago. My oldest daughter, Quinn at the time, um, she was nine. And we were just sitting, just like a normal day, sitting at our counter. And I'm doing dishes, like moms do, you know. (laughs) And um, if you can imagine, like she's sitting at the counter, it's after school, um, the TV's on, and I'm doing the dishes, and I'm taking out. And in my brain, I'm hearing like plate, cup, you know, bowl. (laughs) And then I go fork. And I'm like looking under, you know that fork that always gets like stuck and jammed in the back? You're like, how do I even get it down there? Like yeah, how strong right. is this water to push this fork down? <laughs> so I go and I and I grab the fork and she goes, hey, mom. And I go, yeah, hon. And she goes, she's nine. And she goes, can we do woman lessons? And I go, woman lessons sure yeah like yeah i'm like well i'm a woman and i'm standing right here in front of you like (laughs) yeah hon like what do you want to know yeah and so thoughtfully todd she said hmm well i need you to teach me how to put together an outfit i need you to teach me how to do my makeup and i need to know how to cook and in that moment i was like that is so sweet right and also that's a little sad yeah and my mom spiral, you know, we yes. kind of go down that black hole yeah, yeah. of internally. I was sitting there saying, oh, my gosh, there's nothing wrong with those things. Right. But that's not everything. But there's more. So much more. So much more. And she's so crystal clear on what the world says that a woman is. And I thought to myself, is my example wow. and is my voice louder than the world's? Hmm. That if she is so clear and what comes to her mind is what I look like, how I dress, and what I do defines what a woman is. Am I doing a good job as a mom modeling what it means to be a woman or the type of woman that I want her to grow into? Right. And so... As I was standing there holding that fork in my hand, <laughs> right. I'm like, we're at a fork in the road. Yeah. I could just brush it off. And I call these one minute moments. Mm-hmm. We have these one minute moments that are so formative and so foundational in our children's lives where we are sitting at this fork and I could continue to go down this path where I just kind of brush it off. And I'm like, yeah, cool. We'll do women lessons. I'll teach you those things. Or am I going to go down this path and get really introspective and really think to myself, what are those specific lessons that I want her to know of what it means mm-hmm. to be a woman right. who has opinions, who is yeah. articulate, who, who is spirit led, who yeah. has a relationship with God, who, who has boundaries 
and maintains those boundaries. Right. Who is able to build a community and lift and elevate and support other women in, in theirs and not tear other women down. Right. Right. Yeah. And so as I started diving in and really started thinking about this, I came up with these seven lessons of mm. how to help her look inward and upward for her validation. Wow. And That's I'm amazing. like to help her become, to know who she is and to become a very self-assured, confident woman who believes in God and who wants to leave her mark on this world and to fulfill her God-given divine potential. Yeah. That's what I want for my daughter. Yeah. And so why wouldn't, and I know I'm not alone. Right. I know I'm not for alone sure. in mothers asking themselves like, am I doing a good job leading her? Am I leading her by example? Like, you know, and so that's really what, what we've created with B. It really is a mother-daughter movement grounded in connection and protection. Wow, I love it. And like you, you talk about that one minute moment that's transformational. Like so, it, like you said, it truly was a fork in the road. There was two decisions you could make, and one could have kept her stuck in that mindset, mm -hmm. and the other one could uh, expand it yep. and make her see things a lot more broader and brighter. And mm -hmm. so, what a, what an amazing transformational one minute moment for you, yeah, and her, yeah, yeah. And there's and and I want to help mothers and daughters have more of those one minute moments and to be yeah. more aware of when they come to like, like yeah. this is this is it, this is one of those. So this is not your traditional uh, mommy daughter date thing. Mm -hmm. It's, this is like, you're gonna come here and it's like, we're gonna go to school mm -hmm. and we're gonna teach and we're gonna help you be vulnerable and we're gonna help you understand yeah. who you really are. And mm -hmm. so what what does that look like? Is it a, is it a day thing? Is it a weekly yeah. thing? Is it a weekend? Yeah. What are, what do you, what's your plans on that? Yeah, so big vision. Big vision, because I always love You're to always begin with the big. end in mind, yeah. right? <laughs> so my big vision is to create a multi-generational mother-daughter movement mm. that's um, where multiple generations can come, multiple denominations. But we do talk about the Bible. We talk about God, but not any specific um you know, religious beliefs behind that besides yeah. the Bible and God, right, right. because I believe light attracts light. Sure. And I think there is so much value in bringing women together. And I think naturally we want to click off, right? Yeah. And kind of like isolate ourselves in these little groups. And there's so much value and so much goodness and so much light that when we come together, I believe that there is nothing that a group of powerful women cannot accomplish right and i also know that that's why they're under attack mm. yeah because if we can keep women pitted against each other or if we can keep women distracted on their bodies or distracted on external things that there won't be this coming together and this collaboration in place of the comparison right. that we see all the time yeah and so wow, I love it. I, I want to create this multi-generational, multi-denominational mother-daughter movement where we can come together once once a year and have it be this big event, this big conference with breakout groups because each section and each demographic of women, like right now we're in the 9 to 12 year olds. This is the beautiful part about it is I get to create this alongside my little avatar, which is my daughter. So when she reaches 13, we're going to start a cohort of 13 to 15 year olds oh, okay. and then 15 to 18 year olds gotcha. because each of their needs are so different. Right. And we're in this sweet, oh, it's such a sweet spot <laughs> of nine to 12. Right. Yeah. It's magical. Right. It is. Wow. Yeah. Like. Yeah. And they're so hungry. They're so hungry for connection one-on-one -on -one connection mm -hmm. with their moms yeah and this is the thing is is i work a lot with with i like to call them mompreneurs very um high achieving mothers right where we have this dynamic uh and this inner turmoil and conflict that oftentimes women feel when they're in the workplace as a working mom um and they have these responsibilities at home and they think I can either be a successful business 
woman and have something for myself Mm -hmm. or I can be a connected mother. And so I really focus on taking out that or and changing it to an and. Mm. So you're coming at it from a place of abundance where it's like, I can be a very successful businesswoman and be a very connected mother. And I don't have to choose. Yeah. Where if I'm going to a personal development conference or I'm going to a business development course for a weekend or whatever it is, and I'm leaving my family at home. Right. So then this is providing a space and a place for mothers and daughters to come together to personally grow together. Right. So you're not choosing one. You're not choosing the other. You can have both. Love it. Yeah. So cool. But so that's big picture. Yeah. And then like where we're at right now is we do mother-daughter date nights once a quarter. Okay. So um, we have one on January 26th that's coming up um, from 530 to 9. And what we do is we really focus. It's not, I don't want to say that it's like classroom style where they're like, back in school, right. it's very connective and interactive because nine okay. to 12 year olds, they want to just do stuff. Yeah, right. They want to experience things. Mm-hmm. They want to make flower arrangements. They want to make bracelets with their yeah. moms. They right. want to have these experiences. <laughs> right. And that's, I mean, experiential learning is more valuable than, than you know, secular Absol- learning absolutely. And, and book smarts. Yep. So, so what we do is typically we do um, two lessons. So the seven lessons that we go through over the course of, of a year, I know that math doesn't add up. It's two, two, and then we do three, three lessons in, oh, in okay. one. Um, so number one is remember who you are and whose you are. Hmm. The second is gratitude grounds. The third is um, own your divine gifts. The fourth is you are more than your body. Mm. The fifth is be self more. Uh, the sixth is community counts. And the seventh is live in your purpose. Love it. And so we, we do two each night and we do an experience and then we teach the principle introduce a framework and inspire a behavior. Okay. And they get little gifts. So we're Dang. doing like little activities and That's we're doing amazing. dinner yeah. and it is, it is so much fun. Wow. It's so much fun. And so the next one is on the 26th of this month. January 26th. Okay. Yep. Okay. 5.30 to 9. And if people want to go, they can just go to my Instagram, Mother Daughter Movement, mm. and um, they can just purchase a ticket through there. It's, it's just through Venmo. I love it. Yeah, it's so yeah. awesome. Very cool. Well, we'll definitely put those uh, those links and everything in the show notes so people can Perfect. get right to it and, and figure this out and hopefully we can get people to go. Oh, I would love it. To help at least promote what you're doing. Yeah. You know, you you talk a lot about uh, faith and you're a woman of faith. Why, mm-hmm. why is that so important to you? Hmm. I know that's a big question. <laughs> Man, I feel like it's everything. And I feel like that is that is what I can look back on my childhood and my mother specifically. She taught me how to love God. Mm. She's a, she is a devoted woman of God. And, and I honor that in her. I really truly do. Yeah. Because that's the foundation. I mean, that's where we start with the lessons is knowing who you are. Yeah. It's remembering who you are and whose you are. And if you know that you are a divinely created child of God, everything comes back to that. Yeah. When things are hard, if you just remember who you are, that's the foundation, right? right. It's like everything is working together for my good. Yep. So I just got to hold on. Just got to have a little bit more faith. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think it's I think it's just very grounding for me. And it's my identity. It's who yeah. I am. Yeah. Like, I truly believe that he is my father. And when I talk to him and I connect to him, things just make more sense. Right. They just make more sense. Yeah. And that's what I want. You know, it was kind of funny because as I was developing these lessons, um, it's it's funny because I, I almost started repeating some of the patterns. I was like, listen, <laughs> I think I want to stay away from like mentioning scripture 
because I don't want to offend anybody. Mm -hmm. Like I don't want people to think, oh, you have to be like this scriptorian or like super religious to come to come to these things. And I was like, hold on a minute. I'm literally caring more about what other people think than what I know to be true. Right. And that's one of the things that we talk about very, very first in remember who you are and whose you are is the truth filter. Yeah. Like where do we find truth? Right. Truth about who we are. There are so many mixed messages and everything you have to put through this truth filter. And the truth filter, one of the first steps is talking to God. Ask God. What does he say? Yeah. When you hear something or see something, because we're getting these messages all over. We're hearing things. We're seeing things. We're hearing these stories that we've been told. Yeah. You know, maybe even from our childhood or from our family members or from external things where all of a sudden we hear um, these labels about ourselves and those labels become our limits. Mm-hmm. And it, it's like we need to be able to turn around and, and liberate people, like like reframe some of the labels that we've been given or that have been said to us, reframe them, put them through the truth filter, right? Right. And, and I mean, when you do that, that also connects you to God, right? So where you look for for truth if you're looking all externally you're going to get mixed messages for sure we get i mean think about the information that's available today versus 10 years ago 20 years ago go back to the i heard it once like back in the 1930s and 40s we we get more information in a week's time than they did in a lifetime mm-hmm. i mean so it's you're right there's so many messages coming at you a thousand miles an hour yep and I love what you're saying there to have a filter to put that through mm-hmm. and to be able to do that every time to yep. go, okay, I need to sift this out. What is, yep. what's really going on here? Yep. And to be able to see that. Yep. I love that you say that because yep. I, I think we can all learn from that because mm-hmm. I need to do that from time to time. For sure. Okay. What's going on? I'm hearing this, this, and this. Where's the truth in all this? Yep. So yep. I love and, that. And, and that, that's the thing is that truth filter is ask God. Like literally have a conversation with him. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be a formal on your knees, like formal yeah. <laughs> prayer. It's literally like, like if you hey. see something and you're like, I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Right? It's like just yeah. that easy of a right, conversation sure. to start to have. And then it's like, what does his word say? Mm-hmm. It's like go and search. Yep. Search for truth yep. in his word. And then and then the third step in the truth filter is um, what does the spirit say? Like what? Does yeah. your internal compass say? Yep. What's your gut saying for those who maybe don't? your gut say? Like, you know, your gut's never wrong yes. kind of thing, right? Your instincts, yeah. your intuition. Yeah. I call it spirit. I sure. call it intuition. Yeah. Usually that will not lead you. Right. Astray. Yeah. It, it really yeah. won't. Sometimes we misread it ourselves. Yep. But you're right. If we If we tap into that, man, we're usually right where we need to be. Yep. Yep. I love it. How cool is that? Are you just so excited to do this or what? I mean, I can see your passion as you talk about it. You light up. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is my this is my purpose. Yeah. This is well, what I'm supposed this is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. Cuz you know, we we mentioned you're an international speaker, you're yeah. you know, you're doing all these great things and yeah. and you still are. I mean, yeah. but obviously you're leaning towards doing something on on this scale to help mm-hmm. mothers and daughters connect. Mhm. And you know what's funny is, well, funny is maybe the wrong word. And obviously, I'm not a mother or a daughter, <laughs> but I do have daughters. Mm-hmm. And I don't. It would be nice to 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 have these kind of programs, if you will, these mm-hmm. this movement to be a, have them to be a part of. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if there's anything really out there like it. Honestly, mm-hmm. is no. there? I mean, not I, that I not that I found. Yeah. And the way no. I think there's I think there's something for moms, right? For moms to have a have a community and a support yeah. group, but not mothers and daughters. Yeah. And I, I oh my gosh, it was the coolest coolest thing and it's up on my Instagram. We did like this little mm-hmm. recap of our mother-daughter date night and and we did did this little thing at the end called Angel Whispers mm. where um I had Everybody, we like turn, turn down the lights, everybody closed their eyes, and it was just a very simple, go back and connect to one of the happiest memories that you have, where um, you felt the most like yourself. What does that girl look like? 
Look in her face, look in her eyes, and she has a message to tell you. What is that message that she wants to give you? Yeah. And everybody got it. And then we turned up the lights a little bit. Everybody stood in a circle. And we had each girl between the ages of 9 and 12 stand in the middle of the circle. So you had 10 girls and 10 moms around this little girl. And we went up to her and whispered that little bit of learning, that little bit of knowledge, Mm. that lesson or that little bit of light that we wish we would have been told or we wish we would have known. That sounds powerful. (laughs) It, I swear to you, Todd, I was seeing a generation change right before my eyes. Yeah. Where you have these powerful, high achieving, beautiful mothers going up to other people's daughters and whispering their learnings Mm. and their lessons. And then you had these little girls connecting with each other and letting them know maybe maybe what who they saw was just last year yeah. or maybe the year right, before, yeah, right. right? And so <laughs> mine was, you are enough just the way you are. Mm. Just the way you are. So it's like if we can give that lesson and that learning and pass it on to that next generation and we can create a space and a community where women feel buoyed up mm-hmm. they feel uplifted yeah. they feel that 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 women are for them not against them right. it's like this whole idea of this this mean girl mentality or like women not loving themselves and their bodies and all of it like i want to rid the world of that yeah and i feel like with this movement we can not that yeah. we have a chance we can yeah like, I believe that. I believe that in in my soul. I yeah. seriously do. Well, if you didn't, you probably wouldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> right? If you're like, well, this is impossible. Why even try? Yep. So I love I love that attitude. I love that vision. Yeah. You know, and I agree. There's so much. It just seems like there's so much division, hatred, people bashing other people, women bashing other women, men bashing other men. Yep. We need so much more love and compassion, mm. understanding, mm-hmm. connectedness. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're part of that solution oh, doing well, this, honestly. Well, and, so and, cool. and that's the thing is we do. We see so much hatred, so much judgment, so much criticism. Mm-hmm. But to your point from the very beginning, oftentimes we do that. We judge other people and we criticize other people because we're judging and criticizing ourselves. Absolutely. Yep. And that comes down to um, not loving ourselves. Yeah not accepting ourselves, maybe not even knowing that we have divine gifts. Right. We need to go on like a little treasure hunt to find them, yeah. you know? And and that's what I learned. I mean, that's what I learned about, about myself. I found that I was criticizing others or judging others. And when somebody said, Trace, most of the time we're projecting all of our insecurities on other people. Yeah, right. And we just need to fix them within ourselves and take full ownership over our life and where we're at mm-hmm. and our belief systems and the results that we have in our life. Yeah. And when you can take complete ownership over that, that's when real change starts happening. Yeah. Because then it doesn't, what people do re- you realize is none of your business. Right. And it doesn't even matter. Yeah. Like the only people that, that you can influence really is yourself and probably like, you know, your children. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's it. Yeah. Anybody else's opinions of what you do, they don't matter. Yeah. The only people's opinions that matter are my belief about myself mm-hmm. and who I am yeah. and God's opinion. Yeah. And then that removes every, it honestly removes so many obstacles. I can't, I can believe because I used to be that way. Like I just cared so much about what people thought of me. Yeah. And I feel like we have this constant playlist in our head of like, I should do this. I should act this way. I should say this. I should wear this. I should, what are they going to say if I, you know, and we're just like constantly living in this state of like people pleasing. Yeah. Right. And then you're always up in your head Mm -hmm. and you're never fully present in the moment. Yep. And that's what we talk about um, with our with our lesson of gratitude grounds. It's like gratitude grounds your feet Mm. in the present moment. In the moment. Yeah. And when most of the time, if you're in this loop of like, what are they going to say? What do they think? What do they da 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 da? You're all up here. Yep. And that's where anxiety starts. 
It's because you're living so much in the future of what if and what if and what if and what if, and you have no control over that. Yeah, right. I love that. The gratitude grounds you in the moment because you can you can only be grateful for what's going on in this moment. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful for this opportunity to talk to you today. I'm not saying I'm grateful for next week because it's not even here yet. Yep. Right. I yep. love that. Yep. Never thought of it that way actually. Yeah. And especially especially for especially the women that I work with, like high yeah. achieving women, we're always looking to the next thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like, man, how can I be more present? I feel like my life is just mm-hmm. going by so fast, and my kids are growing up so quickly, and I'm like you got to, we got to dial in a daily practice of gratitude and it doesn't have to be an hour long miracle morning, like big, long thing that you know, you're never going to do. Yeah. Like my morning routine is three minutes Yeah. because I know I can do it consistently every single day. Yeah. And it consists of listing three things that I'm grateful for. Love it. Because it grounds me in the The present moment. moment. Love it. And when, and, and if we're replaying things of the past, that grounds us in the past. And then that's when you get down and depressed and blue. Yeah. So it's like gratitude grounds you in the present. Anxiety, you're living in the future. Yep. And depression, you're just reliving your past. Reliving the past. Yep. yep. Beautifully said. Thank you. I love it. You know, if there's someone listening to your voice right now who's in a dark place and they're struggling, they're lost, they're hurting, what would you tell that one person right now? I would tell them that you're not alone. Yeah. I would tell them that they're not alone. You're not the only one. Yeah. And you're not alone. And I would have them call out to their father. Yep. Love it. Simple but powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and if you are that person, you're definitely not alone. Tracy's here for you. I'm here for you. That's why I do this is I'm I'm trying to reach that person. Hmm. I mean, you're doing a lot of great things, but I'm so glad we got to get to know you better because then people can, I know for me, I, I, I feel like I really know you now. Yeah. You know, I've done a lot of research on you and this and that, and that's one thing, but to sit here and see you vulnerable, see you get emotional, see your passion, see your dedication to your faith and, and what you believe, man, that inspires me. And I get that, that's why I'm saying I'm the lucky one mm-hmm. in this because I get to sit with these amazing people, including you, and see it and witness it firsthand. So I'm hoping those listening, you can feel this in, in Tracy's voice and it's touching your heart like it's touching mine right now. And I know it's just so cool. Like th- this is this is why I do this. Yeah. Well, we talked about, I mean, and and I have to, I just have to give it back to you and give you gratitude. And that's the thing we started in the very beginning. Gratitude is one of the highest frequencies. Absolutely. And anxiety and gratitude cannot coexist. They can't live together. They can't. But thank you for facilitating these, these conversations because there's a lot of regular everyday ordinary people who are doing extraordinary things that we never get to hear about. Exactly. And so if, if, you're a mom or a dad or anyone out there who is struggling, you know, you're, you're special. Like yeah. you are loved. Mm. You're numbered. Yeah. You're important and you're not alone. Yeah. I love it. So if, if people want to reach out to you, Tracy, and get yeah. to know you better, even beyond this episode, mm-hmm. they want to follow you. They want to learn more about your, uh, mother daughter movement. Mm-hmm. What's the best way for them to contact you and get more information about what you do? Yeah. So they can just go to Instagram to okay. Mother Daughter Movement. Okay. Um, or they can follow my personal page at um, TPeat. And yep. we can put probably put that, yep, put that in be, the show notes. Yeah, I'll have them all in the show notes. They can click right to it. Yeah. And I also <laughs> have on my Instagram a free divine gift guide. Mm. So it's a series of questions that okay. if they, and they can maybe even go through it with their, with oh, their perfect. daughters. Yeah. Um, which is really, which is really fun to do. Yeah. Um, and we do a lot of take home things that mothers and daughters can, can connect on. Um, but they can just request a little free gift guide okay. and, and put in their info and somebody can reach out to them. Very cool. Well, yeah, we'll definitely have the links there. And I encourage anyone listening to this right now, especially if you're a mom and have daughters, <laughs> uh, definitely reach out and, and f- look into this because I think 
you know, I think a lot of times, I think moms want to do that, but yet they're not sure how or what's the opportunity. You're creating this opportunity like, okay, this is how I can break the ice with my daughter mm-hmm. or daughters, right? Yeah. And so um, I encourage anyone who has, is in that situation to reach out and, and you know, for all you men out there. <laughs> send fo- your wives. Send your wives, <laughs> but, also, but also follow you and, you know, your Instagram and stuff. You're very inspirational. You're very passionate. You make a difference, uh, you know, reading one of your posts, uh, following, l- watching one of your videos, whatever. It's very inspirational and it can uplift Thank anybody you. at any time. Thank you. Yeah. And if and if I could add one thing that if, that if you're that if you're listening to this and you're feeling that you're feeling yeah. something like, mm-hmm. hmm, my daughter needs this. Yeah. Or I need this. Yeah. Just take action. Go to the page, click on it, reach out to me, DM me. I will, yeah. I will write you back. Yeah. I don't have anybody that does that for me. It is yeah. me. Yeah. Yep. And Love I it. will like follow that intuition, follow yeah. that gut instinct that if you're like, I need this or I know somebody that needs this, take action. Love it. Beautifully said. Awesome. Thank you for taking some time today. Oh my and gosh. Being with me. It's my amazing. Pleasure. I'm glad it didn't snow on us. I was worried that it was going to be a blizzard. I know. So and I'm it's glad not, it didn't. <laughs> but I've got my big fluffy <laughs> You're sleeves ready to, just yeah, in case. Just in case. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm glad this worked out. Uh, this is fantastic. It's I love this. And I, I feel more inspired uh, than I did this morning after oh, talking to you. you. So thank you. Thank you. You bet. Um, We're new you, friends, whether you want to yeah, be or not. No, we are. You're now my friend. We are. <laughs> We're friends for life, for sure. Well, and if there's anything in the future I can do to help you and promote what you're doing, I'm happy to do that. So just know that Thank as well. Um, there you go, folks. I told you today you're in for a treat. Tracy Peterson, please reach out to her. I've got the links in the show notes. Click right on it and go right there and ask her any question you may have and get involved with what she's doing. And if you have a daughter, let's say you're, you're having a rough connection with, let's say, and you're having a hard time breaking the ice, let her listen to this episode. Send her the link to this episode and to say, please listen to this and then follow back up with her. It's a great way to break the ice. And um, so this this will give you another tool, just this episode to share with them. So please do that. Again, thanks to my sponsors. I love you guys. Thanks for supporting me. The music, Paul Cardall, you are the man. I love you so much. And again, Tracy, you are the best. Thanks for being here with us today. Thank you so much for having me. You bet. Take care, everyone. Love you guys.